a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That is exactly what makes them extra, and I am excited for you to meet them. Uh, now, we are actually uh, at a bit of a milestone today on MANA. Uh, this is our 50th episode, so recording of the 50th episode, um, which uh, which is kind of cool. And it's actually interesting that this is the 50th. A little bit of backstory. Uh, uh, today's guest and I were supposed to be recording uh, a couple of nights ago, and uh, we had some technical difficulties, and so we actually rescheduled it for t- for today. And in the meantime, uh, I recorded another episode. So in the meantime, and so which actually puts this now episode at number fifty. Uh, and so I think that uh, the Holy Spirit works all the time in matters big and small. And even though this is a small matter, I think it's still the Holy Spirit because of this. Um, so for the last 50 times people have tuned into this, you've heard me say that same introduction to the show every time. And very specifically, the line where I say that it's our guest's humble, holy way of living that makes them extraordinary. Uh, now, I have to admit that when I wrote that, and, and as I've said that for the last 50 times, um, I wasn't thinking of today's guest, okay? Um, because I haven't been connected to today's guest for a very long time. Um, But now that we have reconnected uh, after many, many years, uh, courtesy of of another one of our our MANA uh, uh, guests uh, from a couple of episodes ago, um, I now understand that it was actually his very profound influence on me uh, some 30 years ago uh, that really introduced me to the holiness of humility. Again, Holy Spirit working all the time, even in retro uh, retrospect. Um, since meeting him 30 years ago and working with him for about 15 of those years, uh, this man taught me, our guest taught me, without me even knowing it, what it meant to take the lower place at the wedding feast, as the Bible says, uh, and to understand how the exalted will be humbled and the humble will be exalted. Uh, you know, to listen more and to talk less, to ask questions that matter, like you know the first Beatles song that I ever really liked, and uh, and how I and why couldn't I appreciate the Beatles more than I did? And uh, as our guest, um, as our guest does, um, and without ever expecting me to ask any questions back, you know, um, to convey a quiet confidence of not just who you are, but whose you are, and to be ready to go as deep as others would want to go on that topic, but to also understand that if the more comfortable topic of the moment might be just to chat about the last good round of golf you had, then he could find grace in that as well. C.S. Lewis uh, authored the best definition of humility that I've come across by saying that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And today's guest embodies that. And every time I speak the opening opening refrain of this podcast for hopefully another 50 episodes, I will now think of him. So grateful to be reconnected today with today's manna man, all the way from California, uh, Mr. John Bound. JB. 
Hey, JP. Good to be here. Oh, it is so, so great uh, to hear your voice and to be reconnecting with you um, in this way. It's just, it's just wonderful. And, um, and so I just kind of want to jump in. You know, I love that C.S. Lewis quote, um, but I'm actually in the middle of a really, really cool book um, that I can never remember the title of. And, and, and there's, it's basically a book of saints and talking about all these lessons that we can learn from saints. And there's an even better quote from St. Bernard that I wanted to save uh, to, to tee up the first question. Okay, so this is now going to lead up to the, your first question here. So get ready. And he wrote, St. Bernard wrote of humility by saying that if you seek an unblemished righteousness, take an interest in the man of little account, defer to those of lesser rank, and be of service to the young. And so where I'm heading with this, and I'm sure, JB, you know where I'm going. So when we met, okay, and you're not that much older than me, but when we met, I was at the very, like literally the first day of my job coming out of college. And I spent, you know, the first, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, as a very ambitious, you know, a young professional. And you were, you typified that, that now quote from St. Bernard, where you took an interest in the man of little account because I had no account. None, none of us did. Okay. We had no, we, we hadn't proven anything. You deferred to those of lesser rank. You were of service to the young. And I, I want to start there because that's, like I said in the intro, that is so much of your essence, this humble, holy way of living. And so I want to kind of start with in the moment that, or in the moments that, that you were, you know, kind of uh, gifting that to, to young punks like me, you know, did you know you were doing it at the time or is this, has this just always kind of been part of your essence, you know, like were you just being a normal John Bound guy um, or did you know at the time that you're like, okay, my gosh, I'm surrounded by all these guys. <laughs> and, you, know, kind of take that you know what I mean? Like how, how conscious were you at the time of, of this wonderful humility that you were demonstrating to all of us? Well, JP, um, first of all, I probably should, we should probably end this right now. You've given me such a glowing introduction. <laughs> I feel like I could go out on top here, but uh, no, you know, I, w I wasn't aware of it. I've got a lot to be humble about. So um, it, I guess it's just the way I am. I, I had no idea that it struck you that way. I'm glad it did, but uh, no, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware of it or it wasn't by design. It was just, I guess, kind of how I rolled. Mm -hmm. Is that, do, can you track that though? like to how you were raised, like when you were growing up, you know, was, was, you know, kind of the notion of, you know, and I cited that Bible scripture, which I'm horrible at citing scripture, but you know, that idea of just, you know, taking the lesser seed. I mean, was that kind of drilled into you as a young person and you just kind of grew up with it being part of your, kind of your essence? Uh, yeah, I think there's probably some truth to that. <clears throat> um, my father died when I was young, so I was basically raised by just my mother until she remarried uh, like eight years later. And she was, um, just a very gracious, uh, loving Christian woman. I mean, I think she definitely planted some seeds that I didn't, you know, realize till later. But she, to me, as I look back on her life, really embodied the fruit of the spirit that they talk about in Galatians. And um, she was a very humble person and so kind to others. I never, I never, in all the years that I was there with her, or even after she passed, I never heard anyone say a bad word about my mother. Think of that. Mm -hmm. She was just that type of person. So there probably is some connection to that, that that probably was the way I was raised, I guess. Yeah. Who, who were the, with, I didn't realize that your dad had passed at such a young age. Who were the guys in your life that you could look back on as 
kind of role models and mentors, especially, you know, kind of in the absence of having your dad around? Yeah. Um, and I, again, I don't think I was probably conscious of it at the time, but now as I look back on it, um, there was a void in my life, right? And I'd have a father. And so I remember my best friend's dad at the time, it was kind of cool to whenever I could be with him and the dad was around and uh, my next door neighbor was a very kind man. And, you know, he would take his son for ice cream and drag me along. And uh, there were a couple of guys in my church, one of my Sunday school teachers that I think probably fulfilled that role to some degree. Yeah. Was, was church a big deal for you guys growing up? I mean, or, or, or was that cause I mean, you live such a great, um, just sort of very natural kind of a, a way of, of, of living a very faith-filled life today. Was that something that was just a part of growing up or, 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 or did that come later in life for you? Uh, kind of the answer is both. I think, I think very early it was uh, very important when my, uh, my father was alive and my mother, and then when my father passed, it was still very important to my mother. We'd go to church every Sunday. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then when she remarried, we had to move a couple of times and we never really got integrated into the church that much. And so it was kind of like, yeah, it's Christmas. We ought to go or it's Easter. We ought to go. But it really the high school years and the college years, it kind of was an afterthought, if you will. And it wasn't yeah. until we moved back from Boston and uh, we're starting a family that uh, church became a big part of our life again, or a big part of my life again. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, um, was, was faith, uh, uh, something that, that you and your wife, um, did it, did it, um, what role did it play like during the courtship? Like, was it, was it again, just because by nature of the kind of the, the, the phase in, in your lives when you were meeting, you know, was it kind of on the, in the back, the background or, or were there some, you know, still sort of embers, you know, kind of like burning. Yeah. Um, good question. You know, I, uh, I think there might've been some seeds that hadn't been watered for a long time, mm-hmm. but you know, we're both in college. That's where we met. And, uh, it, faith really wasn't, uh, a big part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So that came later. Yeah. And did it come, like you said, you're mentioning, you know, starting a family. Was it, was it, was it the family and, you know, having kids that did it or was there, was there, um, another, uh, or earlier kind of an inflection point where, you know, as you and your wife were sitting down, like, was there a a conscious decision or was it moving back? And then you're like, all right, well now we're, now we're home again here or or home. Um, I don't even know where you're from. Are you from Boston originally? Uh, No, we're we're both from Iowa originally. Oh, okay. All right. So you came back home to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, so was it, was it part of just the, kind of establishing your root system now here back in the Midwest, that that was just part of the, 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 the sort of setup of the foundation or was there, was there an, an event or like some kind of, you know, kind of moment that, that sort of activated it? Well, I'll tell you what, um, JP, it, I, and I think this is a God thing, but um, so we moved back from Boston and we already had one child. We had another one on the way and ended up having a third later and my father-in-law, who uh, did not have a strong faith, but I remember he was visiting us one time and he just made an offhand comment about, you know, I've always thought it's good for kids to be raised in Sunday school. Kind of like dropping a hint, you know, and, <laughs> and I remember thinking, yeah, he's probably right. And lo and behold, there was a church about a mile away from us, United Methodist, which is how I was raised and my wife uh, also. And it was at that church that my faith really kind of got rekindled because the pastor there was just uh, 
I mean, if I were to think of the two most influential people in my life, it's my mother and this pastor, Ken Geary, who uh, just preached a terrific message every Sunday about this person, Jesus Christ, and his unconditional love. And I mean, he had me hooked. And so I started reading the Bible. I started reading the upper room devotional that was at the church, you know, on the on the narthex table. And it just kind of grew from there. And I think about that, like an offhand comment by my father-in-law leads me to the church that's down the street where I find the pastor that reconnects me with my faith. Mm -hmm. I, that just feels like a God thing to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, and I think the more, um, the more we then, <clears throat> cause I know you've done this, uh, especially in your, your adult life. In fact, in fact, we were, um, I should have brought this up in the intro, you know, we were reconnected by, uh, uh, a manna, uh, featured guest, <laughs> who I, you know, earlier, earlier this season with uh, John Somerville and John's like, Hey, have you talked to John Bonley? And I'm like, no. So, so, you know, the connections that you then also as an adult made with other, you know, men and families of faith is such a, I think, important part of that too. It's like, it's like you just keep feeding off of each other and it keeps kind of growing and growing, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, our life in Christ is a journey, right? We we hopefully are advancing each day, growing closer to the Lord. And uh, to your point, Jeff, I think um, I got invited to serve on a board of directors of a faith-based organization, and that opened more doors because now I'm around other men of, of faith, you know, other brothers in Christ, and they mentored me and taught me, and that opened more doors. And uh, yeah, it just kind of grew from there. I don't know, mm -hmm. God, you know, God. We think about what we're going to do, but, you know, God has the ultimate plan for us, right? Totally. Exactly. What, what has been, what, what, because you're recently uh, retired and as I'm now just kind of cataloging all of the guests that we've had on Man, I don't know that we've had a lot of recent um, retirees. How has your faith life changed, if at all, um, in the transition from having to, you know, you know, balance and manage a career and everything that goes with that to now, you know, kind of not having to, does it yeah. change at all? Oh, it did. It's uh, well, it's wonderful, you know, so, and, and retirement wasn't a sudden decision for me. I'd actually talked to my boss a year in advance and we kind of set the date. And uh, so I had a lot of time to think about it. I, I talked to a lot of wise people that had retired before me to say, Hey, what's the biggest adjustment? When did you start, you know, doing this? When did you start doing that? And, uh, so kind of had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, and I have a lot more time to spend in the word and reading uh, books by Christian authors, as you refer to, like C.S. Lewis, one of my favorites. But the, the big decision I made, Jeff, I guess, was I decided to attend seminary. And I don't think we've talked about that, but no. I thought that would be a good way to kind of, you know, grow my faith. So um, I didn't do it this past year because of COVID. But for the first eight years of my retirement, I attended seminary every fall. And uh, so this is like this is like breaking news. This is this is so <laughs> cool. So, that is awesome, man. I didn't know that. That's well, so that's for eight years. Wow. Yeah. No. So uh, and let's be clear. It wasn't like I was taking a big course load. I, I took one <laughs> class a year, only in the fall, because we go away in the winter and summers are too precious in Minnesota. But it was really fun to go over and be on campus and sit in a classroom with all these young people, the future pastors, the future youth leaders. And to just engage in discussions about faith with them, so I did. Uh, I did that six years at Bethel and two years at uh, Luther, until again COVID, um, you know, kind of ended that. And I, you know, I don't know if it's if it seems like it's going to be a good class, I might go back in. But 
that really uh, helped sharpen my faith as well. You know, I'd like to think I grew closer to the Lord by by making that investment in my time. Yeah, that is so cool. So is there a goal to maybe like actually be ordained someday and, and actually be like a pastor, minister kind of guy, or, or, or is it just a learning thing? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was just, in fact, I was taking these courses on an audit basis, uh, oh, Jeff. So, I so I, I, yeah, I so I wasn't getting credit, but I did say to the professors or the teachers, you know, I, I want to do all the homework. I want to turn in my papers. I want your feedback. I want to take the test. So I felt like I was a full-time student uh, working towards a grade, but there wasn't any official grade because it was on an audit basis. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it wasn't with designs of becoming a pastor down the road or anything like that, but uh, just my own walk of faith growing closer to the Lord. That is so great. I love that. And I love the, although I I I, I, I love that you audited it. I never would have done the homework, though. I mean, I feel like that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest benefits of auditing. <laughs> so you can just yeah. be like, Captain. But, but I love that you did that because, you know, I'm sure that just everything seeped in even more, you know? Like it did. Really, yeah. It, it, yeah, it forces you to be disciplined and, and engage, right? Otherwise, it's pretty easy to just say, I don't think I'll read that chapter yeah. tonight or whatever. So yeah, I, I was glad I did it that way. Oh, that is just wonderful. I love that. That is so cool. So cool. Well, hey, we are actually, I, the time goes by so darn fast on these. We are actually at the fun segment of the show, uh, which I know you've listened to a couple of episodes. And so for those that that are that have listened to more, you know that this is um, the segment where we ask our guests the same three questions. Yeah. Did you trademark have, that uh, too? Is it fun? No, fun no, segment? it's terrible. No, branded? it's horrible. Oh, okay. No, okay. See, right. Thank you for that little <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, we've discussed at length how ironic it is that I cannot come up with a better name <laughs> and fun segment. Um, so, well, it's, you know, descriptive. So, and I don't even know how fun it is, but it's, 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 uh, it's consistent. It's, and it's maybe a better name than the consistent segment. So anyway, uh, three questions that we ask our guests. And, and because I mentioned earlier, we were to have recorded this episode a couple nights ago. So not only... Did, uh, did you have, you know, ample time leading up to the original recording session, but then you had a couple extra days. So now oh, wow. we're, we're really expecting very big things here out of, uh, out of your fun segment. You're thinking I'm going to knock this out of the park, huh? Out of the park or, or, or in your case, right down the fairway and uh, <laughs> you're going you're to you're drive the green as they say. So uh, fun segment question number one, uh, if Jesus and you've got kind of a fun, um, you've got a little fun twist on this because you've got a couple of different locations that you could actually envision. So either at your fancy place out there in California or your fancy home here in Minnesota. So you you have the uh, you have the option. You can you can set this for us here in whichever of those settings. But if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow um, and just wanted to hang out for the day, what would you do with him? Yeah. So. Uh... I would ask him to come outside. So we, you know, I love being outside. So whether it's here or whether it's Minnesota in the summertime to, to look at this beautiful world that he created. But I, you know what I would do is I think I just want to sit and listen, you know, just, uh, Jesus, tell me what you want me to know. Um, give him praise, give him adoration, but mainly listen. Um, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. I, I, I did think of that when I saw your question about, the story of Martha and Mary. Remember when he came to visit and uh, I think it's uh, Mary sat at his feet and just listened 
and Martha's screwing around the house, trying to get everything cleaned up. And she kind of chews out her sister and Jesus kind of puts her in her place, you know? And I, I think that's what he would want from us. Like just his, uh, just our undivided attention. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. I love that story. And I, and I love that story so much because I think, I know that I am much more inclined to be Martha, you know? And I think that's why I love that story so much because it is, it just gets right to you. And, and yeah, it's, you know, what is it? Mary, Mary chose the better path. Or yeah, Mary exactly. You got path. it. Yeah. And you know, yeah. just in your defense too, JP, I think most of us are that way. It, it feels good to be doing something right. We can say, well, I did this, I did that, but it, there's something to be said for just quiet reflection with the Lord, whether, you know, this is your imaginary sequence, but I mean, just in prayer, we often just list up all of our requests, but I think there's time there for reflective listening too. So, yeah. I agree. That's great. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with any other guy, uh, living or dead, uh, known or not, could be a famous person, could be a saint, could be uh, anybody, um, but it's got to be a guy. And you could, and, and all you're going to do is go to church. Well, uh, who are you going to go to church with? Well, uh, got to be the Apostle Paul. Uh, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, just the more you read the New Testament and his letters, I mean, you talk about a man who was focused on what he was called to do to share the good news of the gospel. That guy, uh, he was amazing. And again, a quote from the Bible, you know, he said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And I totally believe the second part of that statement. I look forward to when that day comes, and I'm sure you do too, you know, when we're going to be united with our Lord. But I sure wish I was better at the first part, like Paul was, to live is Christ, to spread the word. I'm I'm pretty mediocre at that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, well, I, again, I think that's your humility coming through loud and clear, but I, I agree. I mean, I think Paul, I think Paul sets a high bar. It reminds me of years ago when, when I was um, just at the very early stages of a friendship of, of a, a, another guest that's been on Mana. His name's Todd Johnson. And um, it, Todd was just so great. And he had, he had, he was just, just lit up just this fire for Jesus. And, uh, and I remember, and I was very early on in kind of my, you know, reading of the Bible and really understanding, you know, the roles. And I said, I said, Todd, you're just like Paul. He just, and Todd looked at me and he goes, no. <laughs> he, says, eh. he was like, dude, none of us are like Paul, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What an amazing guy. Yeah. Very, very, very high bar. But um, all right. So last question, fun segment, question number three. Um and, uh, and I know this has been part of just the John Bond legacy, but so, uh, if you could give a piece of advice to a younger man, um, so think of like, you know, teenager, maybe even a little bit younger, but really, you know, kind of upstream. So you're going to catch them upstream and give a piece of advice to a younger man about just kind of how to live a, a life of just confident faith you know, and just like you live, like you live it and, and it's not like you're walking around, you know, quoting scripture all the time and, you know, um, you know, haranguing people to, you know, whatever, but it's just the way you live and it's part of your essence and it's what is, uh, is so inspiring to the rest of us. What piece of advice could you give a younger man hmm. to, to live like that? So when I read this question, I was thinking younger man, Jeff Peterson, age 22, <laughs> just came to General Milton. Right, <laughs> no, right, right. No. Uh, good question. So uh, there's a saying, we make our habits and then our habits make us. And what I think, Jeff, is um, I, I'm a big believer in getting into good habits with your faith. 
And, you know, to me, that's being in the word daily, you know, reading the Bible, uh, being constant in your prayer and uh, fellowship with other believers on a regular basis, whether that's through attending church, uh, Bible studies, being part of faith based organizations. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. But I find that's a good threefold discipline that's really helped me a lot in my faith. And I would suggest that to younger people. Yeah. Ah, that's so, that's so great. So comprehensive. Uh, and so fitting. Um, JB, I cannot thank you enough, uh, not only for just for being on the show, but honestly, it's been, and for those that are listening, you, you, none of you have, uh, none of you can appreciate how this has been so great for me <laughs> to reconnect with JB. It's been so long and it just is like, and this is such a cliche, but it's almost like we never lost touch and, mm. and there's, and there's just not a better way to regain connection than through our faith and yeah uh, there's just no better way so i thank you so much for being on and for sharing uh sharing you with everybody here oh jp my pleasure thank you for listening to mana if you have any questions or recommendations for future guests send them to manapodcast at gmail.com